0: Okay, this is Lenny D'Angelo. Three art questions. Answer me these questions three. Proposed by Jesse Kaufman. Jesse Kaufman. Uh, In the Twittersphere. Two Fs. Three art questions. Proposed by Jesse. Second question was, What do you get out of using different media? Medium. Media. (laughs) That's going to plague me. Um, different media drawing, painting other sorts of things what does an artist get specifically from using different mediums media <laughs> uh, so I I, uh, I realize that I have a very small uh, bookshelf of opinions and that there is a library of Alexandria somewhere out there with a lot of other opinions, so I did a, a quick poll, and I got a, Mostly people responded to this one and the last one. The last question being, how can artists best support each other? I'm not going into that yet. That is a rabbit hole topic. This one little bit more uh, manageable, I think, uh, so the responses that I got from this question in particular were were uh, not surprising, but I guess I don't think about them that way as much as these other people do. Two in particular are specifically uh, or, uh, or uh, especially uh, d- different and telling and uh, kind of illuminate other parts of the art-making process. So I thought I'd talk about those two. One of them is, one of the responses was that a person uses different media to uh, exercise different muscles and to find different ways to solve problems. That's one. The second person said uh, he uses different media, again, to solve different kinds of problems, to express different kinds of things, which I went into last time, but also had sort of a conflict conflicted feeling about the vulgarity, this is his word, of using different media, of mixing different media. And I thought those two perspectives were kind of interesting and probably answered the question pretty well. So what do you get out of using different media? Uh, the one person said that exercises different muscles, so he would try things out to... uh in a way to stay, uh, I don't know, at the top of his game, or or uh, maybe learn, uh, maybe learn different ways to solve problems that that he hadn't occurred hadn't occurred to him, and that's that's something you sort of get into in school too. I mean, you you sort of forced sometimes to try things that you wouldn't really be interested in, and the trying often leads you down a path of interest. Uh, or the trying uh, provides answers for uh, other types of doing. I, I, that was so vague. Uh, for example, uh, there are many times when I, when I uh, am afraid to do a drawing or a sketch because I just don't know how to approach it. And I, this is unrelated, but related. Uh, so by the time I actually try out you know, five or six failures, I've narrowed the, the, uh, the options down. I feel like trying different media, and, and being afraid to put down five or six different failures will prevent you from finding the end solution. Okay, this ain't no uh, genius observation, this has been observed a million times, but it's an interesting connection with actually trying different media as well. Because let's say you're afraid of oil painting or you're afraid of collage. Or something weird like, I don't know, something they did in the 70s. Collage with Mod Podge. Mod Podge. Well, it must come out of the 60s if it's Mod. Everybody says Modge. It's Mod Podge. They ought to update that. Anyway. As in modern. What's more modern than covering your coffee table with flowers clipped out of a magazine? Nothing more modern than that. Uh, (laughs) Ah... okay uh, did, What was I say uh, okay there's a there's a there's a, a weird sort of meteor experiment that you may not have ever thought of maybe somebody forces you to do that I think this actually happened to I me mean, in an early city college class where to do collage as a way as a formal uh, 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 a composition exercise so that you could remove your, you could separate your your uh, your creative thoughts, from the uh, well, what can I make from scratch, to and isolate sort of different muscles. By I'm not describing this right. If you're given a stack of old magazines and said make some make a make a formal composition that has you know these aesthetic qualities, uh, you can't just make it all up. It's it's got to be there in front of you, right? You got to clip it out and glue it down, and then you got to experiment with that. And that exercise alone, maybe it doesn't result in a beautiful final uh, piece of art, but the exercise gives you... uh, uh, It it, it limits you in a way. It gives you uh, permissions to do things differently, to think differently. And different media will do that as well. Uh, For example, I always come back to drawing and painting because those are my two primary interests. Uh, drawing is for me a a very uh, immediate and 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 uh, uh, visceral sort of exercise. Yes, because from with a with a tool like a line making tool, you can do pretty much anything. But you have to know how to use line. You have to know how to uh, how to uh, 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 I don't know abstract form. Without that, you just Well, scribbling is fine, too. Doodling is fine, too. That's all part of the process. But what am I coming around to? But with painting, it's a different thing. Because painting is, you're thinking in a completely different way. You're putting down large masses of coloring. Uh, You're making choices about color. I mean, you can paint in black and white as well. But then you're making large choices about value. And when you start with a line-making tool, uh, you don't necessarily go with value. You're thinking more about form and an uh, abstract and outline. You think it, it's just a completely different way of using your mind. They're both super abstract, no question about it. But it, but it's a it's a completely different way of abstracting reality, or or abstracting idea, or uh, dreaming on on a, on a surface. All of that is so different. Okay, so you use different media, you exercise different muscles. And in in giving yourself the task or the practice of doing that uh, regularly, like, okay, well, I've already, I wouldn't say I've mastered pencil drawing, but I'm I'm, I'm at least comfortable enough with it, then I should probably uh, push the boundaries of something else. And this person was basically saying that's what he would do. And this person shares a lot of sketches, and his sketches are quite eclectic. He'll use markers, he'll use... uh, Uh, Watercolor paint, he'll use uh, acrylic paint, uh, pencil drawing, uh, pen drawing, all of that stuff, right? So it's all uh, part of his uh, exploration process. And you can see from the things that he shares that it's just... uh, It's a little bit like those writing exercises where you just vomit a bunch of words because... uh, A stream of consciousness writing, a stream of consciousness drawing. Uh, Some would call it doodling. Uh, When you're a professional artist, the doodles are, you know, of a different quality. But it is doodling nonetheless. It is taking directly from your brain. and just letting what happens, happens. And I've been experimenting with that myself. Using pencil and uh, uh, my favorite medium. As of late is the uh, the Copic Marker, and uh, I recommend anyone who's uncomfortable with drawing, try the Copic Marker. Get yourself a light one and a dark one, and that's all you need to start. The light one is for sketching, the dark one is for finishing uh, or refining or correcting. You will enjoy it. It's got a big fat end. You can do painting with that fat end. And it's got a little pointy end that you can do drawing, line, line drawing, line expression with that, with that pointy end. And with that one tool, you get a, a pretty wide range of expressive abilities. And you can do this uh, mixed media sort of... It's not mixed media at the end, it doesn't look like that. But it's, it's a, such an expressive tool. It's also very limiting. Have I talked about this before? I'm probably running my mouth again about the same old thing. Uh, Copic marker for anyone who who is uncomfortable with drawing or wants to start being uncomfortable again with drawing in a different way. Highly recommended. This, oh my God, Segway King. Look at that. Uh, This is something that I forgot to mention. This same person who's talking about exercising different muscles, he made the comment that he always found some teacher had told him, and this is an old adage that keeps getting passed around like a, like a, uh, what, what? Like a, uh, like a doobie at a Grateful Dead concert. Just passed around all soggy on one end, burnout on the other. Uh, this old adage is uh, a fish concert or a, or a Dave Matthews band. <laughs> Let me tell you something, if you spend any time in, up in Vermont, be ready to talk about the Grateful Dead, Fish, and the Dave Matthews Band, it's all, if, well, if it's 30 years ago. Anyway, this adage is, making art or being creative is about learning to be comfortable with discomfort, or learning to live with discomfort, or learning to, to work through discomfort, all of those things, I've heard all those different versions of that. There's a whole book that is oft quoted, uh, uh, The War of Art by, uh, what's that guy's name? Jeez, I know this book real well, I, I know this guy's name, and of course, yeah, time I need to prove that I've read something, it's gone. It's just plain gone. All that's left is the subject matter, and I'm just like, well, I know I read a book, and I know it said A, B, and C here, but I can't tell you the name of the book. I can't tell you the name of the author. Uh, I can visualize the cover. It has a typewriter on it, I think. Uh, anyway. Doesn't matter what that guy's name is. It's a book. There's also Art and Fear, and I definitely don't know those, those two guys who wrote that book. I don't know their names, for sure. Both of those books deal with this topic, too. This idea that that that, that uh, the creative process is challenging. Okay, part of the part of the beauty of being comfortable with being uncomfortable, and and different. The point of this is different media will cause you discomfort if you go outside of your comfort zone to try different media so that the, the end goal being that I learn a different mode of expression or break through a creative block or find a way to answer this pro- or deal with this problem or answer this question that isn't working in my current state of media I think you're going to be very uncomfortable once you are willing to be uncomfortable and deal with that uncomfort- discomfort discomfort uh, good things can happen Uh, Everybody will tell you that story. I'm going to tell you a different story too. Bad things can also happen. Uh, Great failures can happen. Uh, And if you can be okay with that, which you got to be, those failures can often illuminate things as well. Maybe not right away, sometimes years later, whatever, whatever. So this person brought that up because I think when he's writing down the answer to my question... Which is, I use different media to exercise different muscles. I think it immediately occurred to him, that's very uncomfortable. And I have learned to be uncomfortable. And I asked him a follow-up about this. How did you learn to be uncomfortable? And his response is, practice. I just, I just do. I don't think you're going to get a better answer than that. And everybody's always trying to answer that question. How can I learn to be uncomfortable? Uh, you, you just have to be uncomfortable, I think. Okay. And it either makes or breaks you. It's broken plenty of people, I'll tell you. Maybe it'll break you first and make you later. I don't know. I'm still broken. The point is, you gotta to learn to be uncomfortable. And learning to be uncomfortable, you can do that through trying different media that you're not comfortable with. You can learn that, that, that exercise. Uh, okay. Boy. I went long on that. I did rambling. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Second person who answered this question talked about uh, the vulgarity of mixing media. And he said, I often use different media uh, in order to, uh, for economy's sake. Uh, and what he meant by economy is I got a problem here to solve. I got five minutes to do it. And, and what's the best way to do that? And I, I've worked that way plenty of times. And lots of people have too. Uh, It's true that it's not the best way to use drawing to try and fill a a, a 10 by 10 foot canvas. Not the best method. Although if you go to a contemporary art gallery, uh, you know, uh, uh, out out here in L.A. They just open a very nice one, uh, the the Broad, Uh, the Eli Broad, um, his collection. Always rich people with their collection. I'll tell you that. If you see a name on a museum, that's a very rich person who collected a lot of things. And then at some point, the family's like, we can't take care of all this. And Eli died years ago. I don't think Eli's dead, actually. Okay. Uh, Anyway, there's a bunch of of artists from the, the, I think it's the 70s and, and 80s who would do mark making on on very large canvases as a way to sort of document. Uh, uh, Kusama Yayoi is one of them. Yayoi Kusama, if if you're speaking in English. Uh, She's into dots. She puts dots on everything, and I found out she has assistants. Oh, that's a cheat. Anyway, putting dots on things, making little marks on paper, uh, making little marks on giant canvases. It isn't the most economic way to fill a canvas, is all I'm saying. Big... Big uh, Motherwell style brushes and whatever painting like that is a is a good way to fill a canvas. All right. So he uses uh, media for economy, but he also mixes media in a in in an attempt to try to communicate things. So, if, for example, he'll do he'll do collage. or cut out things from vintage magazines and whatever. This guy's really into vintage magazines, and he's got a big collection of them. And he'll cut out things and put them in a different context and paint around them. And And basically, when he talks about the vulgarity of doing that, he's wondering aloud whether or not that's okay. Whether or not a vintage magazine belongs with a large uh, modernist brushstroke or, uh, or uh, I don't know, graffiti-style uh, 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 spray paint. You know? Does it belong together? Does it actually communicate something? Or is it just a vulgar uh, a juxtaposition of nonsense? Uh, I have done my own versions of vulgar juxtapositions of nonsense. but And they were all failures, I will be honest with you about that. Uh, all of them. But uh, in combining different media, my thing used to be I would draw on something. I would layer over that with paint, I would uh, refine, I would draw again, sometimes I would collage, sometimes I would collage in my own drawings. All of them were vulgar-looking at the end, and ugly, and uh, definitely not successful. But it was a path of exploration that was attempting to get somewhere. And, 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 and using... Oh, am I even using this example to answer the question? In using this example to answer the question, I guess I would say... There's only one way to find out what you're going to get from a certain kind of media. Uh maybe drawing appeals to you because you've always expressed yourself using drawing. Uh maybe painting, etc appeals to you, maybe collage, I don't know. But you sort of find that out by doing. And I don't and I know that uh, I if I went into a whole lecture on uh, the history of those mock making or uh, Or those media uh you will find that they all have associated uses and that they all come with baggage and this is where my friend's talking about things being vulgar because for example, cartooning has a history that goes back a hundred years at least maybe more I actually have to do the math on that so cartooning has a baggage it has a it has a it's loaded as they say in academia it's loaded. Um, and you, by assuming the mantle of yet another cartoonist, are responsible for that baggage for, the, for that for the loaded nature of that, ex- that particular form of expression. If that makes any sense. So, if the hist- for example, if I start doing uh, political cartooning, I should be very familiar with political cartooning hundred years ago uh, or two hundred years ago, and more. Uh, this is a bicentennial of our country when I was a kid what am I thinking I remember seeing cartoons about Lincoln and uh, if it goes further back than that it goes back to people when people were wearing pantaloons in England okay so anyway my point is there's a history with each of those media and, and, and uh, someone who's very serious about uh sort of working within the boundaries of that media, will not only think about what the, ex- the expressive nature of the media, but also the historicity of the media. What it, where, where, how far it goes back and what it has meant to use line and cartoon uh, for 200 plus years. Yeah. So there's that to contend with as well. So as a painter, for example, I have to know about the history of painting because the history of painting is, it has been, there's a line sort of of progression. I'm, I'm using that word for lack of a better one, but there is a lineage there and, and, and the painting has sort of advanced from this to this to the they call it. it I'm going to just say changed and responded to prior uh, expressive ways of painting. It changes over the years, right? And there's a, there's a whole history of movements and reactions and all of that. So when you become a contemporary uh, painter, you have to sort of understand that history and work within the baggage, the, the, the loaded nature of the, 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 the medium. As a comics artist, to take this full circle, or, or a comic strip artist or a cartoonist, you're always contending with that baggage. And it's exactly the same as working with fine arts medium Because uh, comics, of course, has baggage. Has baggage in the popular culture, who, who don't understand comics uh, with, a, with a great deal of subtlety. And it has baggage with the comics artists, who do understand comics with a great deal of subtlety. And probably have more history than anyone. And understand where it's been, and how people think of it, and what other artists think of it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, you have to contend with that. That's part of, your, that's part of dealing with your audience. Uh, is, so different media, using different media, how, how it, what do you get out of it? Uh, that's one of the things. You get an audience sometimes. Which I hadn't really thought of until just now. They have a built-in audience sometimes. Comics especially, as a built-in audience. And of course, there's huge variety within that audience. A huge uh, uh, span of, of types and and, and, and the genres and all that. But a genre is not a medium. The medium is comics or, or cartooning. And the genre is... Uh, you know, action comics, or, or, or romance comics, or, uh, or all-ages comics, or, uh, or uh, naval-gazing indie comics, or whatever. You know, all of that stuff. Uh, you got a built-in audience with comics. And, and that audience is part of your baggage, part of the historicity of the thing. There, uh, uh, That's not really about drawing, is it? That, that got too specific. Boy... These are hard. I don't know where this is going. I've been rambling a lot. Okay. I, I, I was trying to be focused here. Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that was successful. I said a lot of things. Things were said. Fe- feelings were shared. What more can you expect from, from something free? All right. All right. I don't know. I'm sorry. I tried. Uh, Maybe I'll have more to say about this. (laughs) Maybe it'll be better than this. Anyway, all right. Sorry. What do you get out of using different mediums? Three odd questions. Question two. Okay, this is Lady D'Angelo. Hmm.